Welcome to our Jackson home. I am here with Tyler Whetstone. He is the, the local government reporter for the uh, Jackson Sun. Welcome to the podcast, Tyler. Thanks for having me. So, Tyler, you have uh, what I view as a really important role in our, in our city. Um, and we're going to talk about that more in a minute. But, but uh, many people probably might see you around town and probably don't know who you are. Um, so why don't you introduce uh, Tyler, the person, to us? Sure. Um, Tyler, I've been here for almost two years. Uh, my wife have migrated from Middle Tennessee, uh, where we both went to school. I went to Trebekah Nazarene University, which is in Nashville. Uh, she went to Middle Tennessee State. We met at church, of all places, and grew up together, uh, decided to get married and move out here to West Tennessee to Jackson, and uh, been doing it for almost two years, like I said. So two years on the, on the beat? On the beat, as yes. As it is. Yeah. Um, so why, why, did, why, why was young Tyler, when did you know you wanted to be a journalist? I'm, I'm one of those losers, I say losers loosely, um, <laughs> who knew what he wanted to do when he was pretty young. So okay. like middle school aged, wow, I knew right. I wanted to write. Um, I couldn't hit a curveball, so baseball career was mm-hmm. done. That wasn't going to happen. Uh, at the time, I wanted to do sports. I was all into sports journalism. Uh, I did that for my high school newspaper for four mm-hmm. years. Uh, in college, I got a little bit more administration lean. My two years, I was an editor for the Trebekah, Trebekah's newspaper, Trebekos. Uh, for two years, and so the administration beat the money and the finance really kind of really piqued my interest, mm-hmm. and so um, that coupled with an internship at the Tennessean, which I did some sports in, but it wasn't everything I thought it would be, and so uh, we kind of hit the ground running with a lot of different resumes and sending applications, and Jackson had an opening for the government reporter, and it's something I thought I could could tackle, and mm-hmm. I've loved it. It's been a it's been a good experience. So what was it about sports? You, you walked in today with your, uh, you, met, you made specific reference to your hat. You're wearing an Atlanta Braves hat. Um, so, and you mentioned baseball a couple times. What, what was it about baseball that you decided that it wasn't necessarily what you wanted to cover? A lot of it, uh, I'm a family man at heart. Um, mm-hmm. My wife, Chris, and I, like I said, two years now, just about two years. And sports is great. I love sports. Two things. One, the life of the sports writer is nights and weekends, yeah. which is fine. And I'm a young guy, and I could I could have swung that, um, but I knew long term that probably wasn't mm-hmm. the best uh, family move for me personally because that's just some guys can make it work I, and can handle the uh, the responsibilities and the scheduling that that takes to do sports. I didn't mm-hmm. really feel like that's something that I could balance very well. And um, overall, I think government matters, and keeping government people accountable matters, and writing about that matters and can help change the directions of cities and it's just more important it has lasting change more so than than sports might would yeah i i love sports too but i sometimes struggle with what am i how much time am i investing in this and what's the return for me sure and and to be fair out of work sports is i'm an avid braves fan tennessee fan uh but yeah professionally try to draw the line and Mm -hmm try to focus on what's important, what can help Jackson or whatever. Whichever community you might be sure. in at the time. Okay. All right. Well, well that was a, a really quick snippet um, about Tyler. And we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about what you report on in the next segment. So uh, from, from our front porch to yours, this is our Jackson home.
R. Jackson Home. I'm here with Tyler Redstone. He's the local government reporter for the Jackson Sun. And so, Tyler, you started to talk about this, but why why did you choose what's your, what makes you passionate about covering government and um, and the officials that run that government? It's, uh, it's important because they make decisions that impact everyone's lives. Every day, um, city, county, state, um, occasionally we get into congressional things. We have a congressional mm-hmm. race that we can talk about later. Yeah. Uh, but the decisions they make with the money that they have and the tax dollars that we give them as, as citizens needs to be held responsible or they need to be held responsible. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of times if there's not that presence, then not that they are evil by nature by any means, but sometimes they get wayward with how they do things or mm-hmm. uh, intentions loose. get a little loose maybe. Mm-hmm. And so uh, having someone to hold a mirror kind of to what they're doing to show people and they can make their own decisions. Yeah. Uh, the Jackson Sun, Tyler Weststone doesn't uh, call people out. I don't think that we do. We have an opinion page that might do that. But my yeah. job is to take a set of facts, show the set of facts, get comments on the set of facts, and the reader can make their decisions about whether that's good, bad, ugly, whatever. So. That, and so that's an interesting thing because I feel like um, even I've been in, in any government – there's a good portion of this that might not ever not see the light of day because it's not like they're do, doing it in secret, but it's also not, on, for lack of a better phrase, on the front page of the newspaper. And so you're kind of that force that goes in and reveals that. Sure. Do you have any examples of, of a story that you've kind of uncovered that has kind of maybe changed the way things are done? Yeah, we have a good one. Uh, one of the first in-depth stories that I was a part of here at the Sun was in the fall of fall of 2015 and it was published in December of 2015 but the Jackson Sun had numbers from the state's economic development ECD is what it's called the economic community development and they give out grants pretty much matching grants to uh, attract businesses attract industry to different areas of the state and they split up the state in eight different areas maybe nine mm-hmm. nine different areas and uh, the most of which goes to middle tennessee which is fine because middle tennessee is booming and that's where mm-hmm. money should go to get jobs to the state um, but that was in the tens and tens and tens of millions for that area and memphis had a little bit but Jackson's slice, which included Hardin County and McNary County and a couple others, was literally less than 1% of what Mm -hmm. the rest of the state was getting over a two-year period. And so we went back two years and said, hey, this is all we've gotten. It's like $1.5 million or something to that effect. And we said, hey, you know, this is our mirror. We're showing you this. Mm -hmm. And the state said, you know, that's, that's not really fair. Uh, that's not an accurate representation. So then we went to leaders, and the leader said, holy cow, I didn't know it was that low. Maybe that explains why we haven't gotten this. And, oh, wait, we mm-hmm. just lost a contract to a company in Mississippi. Uh, why did that happen? Mm-hmm. And we found story after story about this. And so finally we published this long-winded, very lengthy, data-driven story, which, again, is just kind of a mirror to mm-hmm. what we found. and uh, uh, Leaning on the facts. Leaning on the facts. And... Uh, the state said, okay, yeah, that's fine. And a couple months later, out of the blue to me, uh, the local Southwest Development Agency here in Jackson got a $50,000 grant to see how they could better keep up with the rest of the state. Um, whether that came from the reporting of the Jackson Sun or if that was just something they were due to get anyways, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, they said it was not from the Jackson Sun, so maybe it wasn't. But just those types of stories, and even now I go and 
community leaders see that and they see that you know we're not the bad guys the jackson Center isn't the yeah. bad guys we're here like i said to hold up the mirror and, and see what's going on you're only the bad guy if they have something to hide that might be true yeah. <laughs> um so so the process i think is interesting i love learning about how people do things and so how do you go about writing um, you know your typical story, or even a you know a blockbuster like the one you just referenced. Like, what what does that process look like? Lots of, like a lot of different ways. So, I my life is in meetings. I go to meetings mm-hmm. all the time, county, city, county, city, city, county meetings. And mm-hmm. through that process, you hear things, you see things. A lot of times, it's just what's on the agenda, and you just ask why. And mm-hmm. That starts with the why and how much and who's it affect, that sort of thing. Just very basic questions, mm-hmm. and a lot of times that opens doors to other things. Like the ECD, we had a list of money, and why weren't we in line with everyone else? And that just kind of began the ball. Sometimes it looks like uh, getting email tips. Sometimes that happens. We'll yeah. get someone will drop something in my box and say, hey, look at this. And so we'll look at this, and sometimes that's something to look at. How, of, how often is that legitimate, though? Uh, that happens probably, if it's a good tip, probably, mm-hmm. and it, so I've been here almost two years, the first year, nothing. It never yeah. happened. Um, slowly, we've gotten to where probably like once a month, maybe? Really? Maybe. Yeah. And those aren't always like blockbuster stories. I yeah. mean, we'll get tips pretty often about people wanting us to look at this or do that, and that has happened a lot more recently, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because I've been in the community longer. Maybe people see me as relevant or something. I don't know. But yeah, or maybe you've earned their trust by yeah. covering things fairly. Hopefully, yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. So, and if that's how that should work, I mean, I give reporting, and they give me ideas, and we continue to do this mm-hmm. dance called newspaper. This dance called newspaper. That could be um, someone's biography title, that's um, a good one. and uh, maybe the subtitle of this episode. So, once you've got a tip. You know, I, I imagine some of these facts and, and information are kind of probably hard to come by. So, like, what are, what are some sort of, well, I don't know if you want to answer this, not sources, but, like, where do you look for information on these things? Google. Google? I say, well, a lot of these things come from just going through files and, like, for county records, you go to the courthouse say, this is what I need, and, you know, they have to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that looks like record request which anyone can make the newspaper usually uh, is the ones that make those more often i would say mm-hmm. and we can kind of back that up financially a little bit sometimes they're a little expensive um mm-hmm. but certain agencies especially if they get funding from the state or federal government they have to give you their information mm-hmm. it's not protected unless you're like the, the governor i think his email is protected but other than that you have to give us the information so mm-hmm. that looks like i mean we can get a lot of stuff there's a form way. Yeah, it's just a it's an open records request. If it's a federal form, it's a FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, and so uh, that's kind of what it looks like. That's interesting. So I mean, you could. So this is an important lesson for people: is to keep your personal and your work email separate. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, especially like, if you're getting funding from the state or federal government. Yeah, because because you could now do you request a certain because you can't just ask for a certain topic. You have to ask for a certain timeline or emails from this date to this date. All of them. You could do that. Emails from this date to this date, referencing this. You could do that. I mean, it's... Have you ever found any super awkward emails? I have not. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, People in Jackson keep a pretty uh, that's disappointing. straight face at work, apparently. <laughs> um, well, and so you're working at the, the, the Sun. There's a lot of communities at the Sun services. Sure. It's not just Jackson. 13 counties. But is your responsibility just for Jackson? Uh, Jackson, Madison County mostly is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll also cover our state legislators okay. when that references something that they're doing 
um, laws that they're trying to push or whatever. Um, so, and they obviously cover all of West Tennessee, so that kind of balloons into a lot of different things. Uh, mm-hmm. But as far as local politics, we just don't have the manpower. I don't have the hours yeah. in the day to track down everything in you know Hardeman so, County or Gibson County. Or so, for example, recently in Gibson County, that we're recording this in February. This won't come out to April. Recently in Gibson County, the sheriff's department has had a lot of sure things. Who who does is there someone that covers the outlying counties? How does that get covered? Who does that? A lot of times that looks like uh, us relying on other papers, and we have pretty good relationships with other papers mm-hmm. across the region. They see us as being good guys, and we see them as being good boots on the ground, mm-hmm. and they're good guys too. They do good work. Um, and unfortunately, and we can talk about this again kind of later, but mm-hmm. the the industry doesn't lend itself to being able to do that, and we're stretched thin as it is. So yeah. uh, we might miss a story here or there, but hopefully, yeah. certainly in Madison County, Jackson, most of the time in Gibson, those immediately surrounding Madison County, we're not going to swing and miss on. Yeah. Um, but we can't be everywhere. And in so because of that lack of man, you were you were telling me you were covering what this morning? I was covering the uh, Bird Dogs National Championship in Fayette County. This is Grand Junction, Tennessee, and that's not the name of it. It's Ames Plantation. I forget. It's they've, they've been having it there for like a hundred years or something like that. So you just never know quite what you're going to do. Ever? No, it's so much fun. Um, so tell us about working at the Sun. I know there's a new editor in town, a uh, new publisher. Sorry, new publisher in town. Um, what is what is a day in the Sun like? It's it's really fun. I enjoy going to work every day. It's, every day is different. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I want to be a newspaper reporter. Um, and so. It's small enough to where I'm doing everything. I'm going covering the national championship of bird dogs, which I love doing. <laughs> uh, but it's also big enough to where I'm getting the, the guidance and advice and mentorship that I need. And it's mm-hmm. not like it's a one-man show. Uh, so, yeah, the newsroom is – they work really well together. We have our, our crime, our education, and business, and myself, and features, and just kind of all fits very nicely into mm-hmm. a package we can give out every day. But uh, you know, the work environment's – Really enjoy it. Yeah, and it does come out every day. I we were talking before this, and I I've got to the point where I'm pre-recording these podcasts. I can't imagine the stress that I would be under if I had to pump something out every single day. Yeah, it's uh, sometimes it amazes me how they fit something in. So we'll uh, I enjoy it. Have you had anything go to the AP or anything like that? Nothing like fantastic. It's always like AP unless it's like just a hard hitting crazy story that the whole state would like they mm-hmm. don't normally pick it up or unless it's something like one of my first stories here the there was a woman i think it was in hardeman county maybe who had an alabama a on her wedding dress something very strange yeah i think the ap picked that it's just something like they're either super super, super serious or yeah. super, super stupid odd. yeah <laughs> just odd yeah they'll pick something like that up it's it's kind of hard to to pick their brain that's interesting. All right, well, we're going to head into our second break, and we're going to come and talk about kind of some bigger picture stuff with Tyler. So, sitting between the Tennessee and Mississippi rivers, this is R. Jackson. Jackson home. I'm here with Tyler Whetstone, the local government reporter for the Jackson Sun. And Tyler, in our last segment, we had kind of brought up some of the, um, how some of the other counties may not have the staff to cover things. And, and you mentioned that even the Sun doesn't have 
the the boots on the ground to go cover those stories all the time. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Um, that is something that's real in facing local journalism today. And I've become more and more, as I've grown older, um, more and more convinced that there is a critical role um, that uh, local local journalism plays, especially in our city and especially in the government side of things. Um, so where do you where do you see um, this going? Like what? I'm sure that's something you've got to think about as a young man in the business that you know might be completely different in 15 years or 10. Yeah, I mean, so if I had all those questions and answers, I wouldn't just be lofted up somewhere a bazillionaire. <laughs> I wouldn't have to work Sitting at all. Sitting in a corner office yeah. looking over New York City. I'd be fine. So uh, what does it look like? The internet changes everything mm-hmm. for everybody. Um, the vast majority, as I understand it, of the dollars that come into the Jackson Sun still come from the print. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can find a way to make advertising online profitable, I think everyone's happy and we can yeah. fix this problem. But as it is, it's just kind of the sketch 22. So uh, what does that look like? It looks like a lot of social media, which we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks a lot of uh, online with video and that sort of thing, which we do. Podcasts, which we're looking into. And just getting as many voices as we can uh, into this big network of massive internet that people mm-hmm. look at. So um, does it look like fewer people? Maybe. Hopefully not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's you don't want to get too needy and ask the government for money because that's not going to happen. You have to no. keep them accountable. So yeah. it's not like you're going to run to them for funding or anything like that. So it's, it's interesting. It's kind of a people look at you weird when you tell them you want to study journalism because you're not going to have a job. Well, I have a job and I'm I'm doing a job, but yeah. what does that look like in ten years? I, I don't I don't know. I does, think. Do you start writing everything like BuzzFeed? I hope not. Yeah, clickbait is not my. Uh, my favorite go-to, and I will, I'll give BuzzFeed their, their due. Uh, they have done some good stuff. Uh, they cover the war in Syria very well. Mm-hmm. A couple of guys I follow on Twitter have done that extremely well from BuzzFeed, so it's not all Disney princess click-throughs, um, but they do a lot of those too, so hopefully not. We'll keep our, uh, our coverage. What if they combine the two? No, that would be good. Maybe, you know, that's our, maybe that's our answer for everything. You know, if, if you started telling the story of the Syrian civil war with Disney princesses as the main characters. Yeah, I think maybe people would click that. That would be good. Yeah. Well, let's talk about social media. So, what do you, how do you what do you guys view as social media's role in covering the news? Getting people information as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if they follow me on Twitter, they should see that. I mean, that's something we emphasize pretty good and we can shoot out the videos and the links and hopefully they're clicking on those and mm-hmm. uh, getting the news as quickly as they can and sharing it would be great, fingers mm-hmm. crossed and and that's kind of how this web works. Before we were recording, we were talking about um, Facebook comments kind of being like the YouTube comment section. It's it's gross. It's nasty. Sometimes people get hurt. It you know it's not an advisable place to spend any time. But um, the Jackson Sons Facebook page gets a lot of comments. It does. Do you yeah. guys ever do venture in there? Do oh you yeah. Read those. Does I you- try. It depends what I write. If I write something that I know is going to get a lot of stir um Uh i'll I'll give a little look at it um if i think that it's going to just be awful like i wrote a story a couple weeks ago about muslims in jackson Mm -hmm. um a really good in-depth look at what it's like to be muslim in jackson and some of those comments were fantastic and Mm -hmm. people were saying thank you this is great we need to learn more about these people etc but some of them weren't so great and so you just kind of scroll through those pretty quickly um so it just depends that's interesting um you have a unique perspective on Jackson. You you aren't from here, um, and you're relatively new to here. 
Uh, even I've been I've been here. I'm not from here, but I've been here for like eight years now. I think I don't have time to figure out the math. <laughs> I'm really bad at math. Um, but I've been here long enough that it's kind of become second nature to me. You've only been here for two years, and you fulfill a role in our community that nobody else does in doing the local government reporting. And so one of the questions I really wanted to ask you when we got together was, what are some specific challenges or broad challenges that you see facing our city um, in in the coming years? Can I go county, city? Sure, this yeah, because they work very closely they together, do. and that's a good thing, but... And so the big ordeal of the last year has been Vision 2020, and that's mm-hmm. important, and it's, it's restructured, and as I understand it, it was pretty needed, and that's debatable, obviously, and we won't get into that. Um, but you that can was, send hate mail to that's good. Yeah. the Jackson Sun, yeah, appreciate courtesy that. of Tyler Woodson. And uh, so that, in its long run, was saving like $5 million, $6 million, yeah. whatever that looks like. Yeah. The county has a decision in 2016 and it's going to be made. They're going to more than likely vote on this new county jail. Mm-hmm. And it would be an expanded jail facility. The jail is only, it was built in 98, okay? Yeah. So it's not like this is a decrepit, aging building. Mm-hmm. It was a poorly built, poorly designed building. And the county has said, county uh, finance director Mike Nichols says, hey, we have $30 million we can play with. $30 million is a lot of money for this county. Yeah. The budget's a little over $100 million for a year. So, I mean, you're talking a big investment. Like a third of... So, not only does it make the jail bigger, which no one really wants a bigger jail in your county, um, but the idea would be that it builds places and spaces for people to do correctional-like things and and getting people into programs to better themselves, maybe, which they don't have space for now. So, Mm -hmm. maybe if they do this and it's a really big investment and they do it correctly, it could be a really good thing for Jackson. And for Madison County, it could it could decrease crime. I know that's crazy to bigger, bigger jail, and it decreases crime. I think that's what they would like. Mm-hmm. Does that happen? I don't know. Do they fill it up in two days? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it does decrease crime, you're looking at things like better education system. You're looking at more companies wanting to come to Jackson. Mm-hmm. You're looking at so the economics of that weaves and flows in and out of the city. But if it goes poorly, and if the county decides, hey, maybe $30 million isn't enough, maybe we need a bigger facility, which I don't think they have the capacity to do, uh, but they could, um, you're looking at a really big deal and a really big uh, decision point, which could have lasting impact for, for decades, seriously, for decades. Yeah. So it's a big deal. So even I'm interested in these things, um, but for the most part, even uttering the sentence this the county wants to build a new jail is boring mm-hmm. and 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 not that's not a knock on you but uh one of my favorite things i like to watch on is, is john oliver and we were just talking about that during the break last week tonight and he said you could put the text of mein kampf in the itunes user agreement and everybody would click accept because the, the user agreement is boring and if you want to do something evil put it in something boring how do you how do you and i think this is a problem with our democracy in general how do you engage people on things that on the surface seem boring? Yeah, and so a lot of what I do, people say, man, that is boring. <laughs> but I'm saying this is big stuff. I mean, the jail and what the city does and what they do with trash contracts, what they don't do, with, I mean, what happens matters. And so getting people to see that looks like just bombarding them with social media or mm-hmm. uh, putting things headline and pretty letters I mean whatever it looks like to get them to read 
Um, you write stuff sometimes or talk to them afterwards and say, oh, I had no idea. Like, well, we've been reporting on it for six months. Where have you been? Yeah. So, I mean, so part of that's, that's part of the problem with discourse and trying to figure out the best way to get people to understand what's going on and what's not going on. And it's part of the most frustrating part of the job and mm-hmm. trying to get people to understand that, hey, you know, this is, this is your money. This is, this is where your kids are going to grow up. And maybe you should care about what this looks like. So, yeah. And I'm not going to say it's always like that. We get a ton of good response. I get responses on Twitter and Facebook and say, hey, you're doing a good job. Keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we're making some of those inroads where, where people mm-hmm. are starting to understand that you know, this is a big deal. Yeah, uh, I, I agree, and I think you are doing a good job. And I, but I'm cons- it's one of those things where we have such a low percentage of people voting and mm-hmm. things of that nature. So it's it's hard to see that changing. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, it's because maybe we need to make our government reality show. There you go. I think people would watch that. Let's go quit our jobs and start a government reality show. Yeah. All right, so if someone has a tip, Tyler, uh, someone has a tip for for you for a piece of news, um, where should they contact you at? Yeah, my email address is probably the best way to get me. T Whetstone, and that's a W H E T S T O N E at jacksonson.com. And that's uh, that's a good way to get me. And if they want to hear see you live tweeting a city council meeting or a county yeah. commission meeting, What's uh, what's your hash? What's your uh, what's your handle on Twitter? At Tyler underscore Whetstone. And what are some what are some ways that people can support the Jackson Sun and its work? Yeah. Um, once you get to those ten or eleven or fifteen, whatever it is, the paywall mm-hmm. on our website or our limit. Uh, hey, why don't you just buy an online subscription? I mean, you're yeah. going to look at it anyways. I think you'll see that it's good to know information. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to buy a paper, that's great too get those at your coffee shop or just buy a subscription but uh certainly the online subscription would be uh the most reasonable i would say okay well we have been uh chatting with tyler and tyler uh, i just want to thank you for the work you're doing in our city and uh for for helping to make jackson a better place and choosing to call it home i appreciate it so uh that is the end of this episode if you want to see more from tyler visit jacksonsun.com podcast was hosted by Kevin Ellsberg. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. It was recorded live at The Co. To find out more about The Co., visit their website at www.attheco.com. To find out more about our Jackson home and to read about uh, more about how amazing Jackson is, visit ourjacksonhome.com.